Hey guys, quick note before the podcast, hope you guys are having a great week. I just want to let you guys know that if you have any feedback, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, you guys get a hold of me on LinkedIn or my email, uh, that's joe at codessa.io, that's uh, I and the O at the end. Um, yeah, just let me know what your feedback is, what questions you'd want to hear, guess, all that good stuff. I'll keep giving you guys great content and uh, hopefully keep this thing going. All right, have a great day, guys. Uh, now to the podcast. Hey, business family. Welcome to another episode of Joe Momo Presents. I'm really excited to have uh, uh, a fellow U of A uh, alumni, uh, awesome businessman, uh, Calgary businessman. He has a dentist practice, uh, co-owner of Midtown Dental, Ninth Avenue Dental, um, and Marish Khanna. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to be chatting with a, a fellow uh, U of A alumni as well. And <laughs> Excited to know about what you're doing and really, you know, getting to know some of the, the Calgary business community. And it's a pleasure to be on your podcast today. And thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, let's get right into it. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your origin story, how you kind of came to be. I know you started your practice in 2012, but I'm sure, again, there's lots of golden nuggets in those uh, those years. So, yeah, I'd be really interested. To yeah, hear from you. absolutely. So. Uh, born and raised Calgarian, um, uh, and uh, you know, parents migrated uh, to, from to Canada from India in the '70s. So, I was born in the '80s here in Calgary, and uh, you know, uh, went to school here, grew up here, and uh, started kind of exploring. You know, obviously getting to high school and things, trying to figure out what do you want to do and where do you want to go uh, moving forward. I had a, an interest in uh, the health sciences always, and uh, kind of explored the avenues of you know, did I want to go into medicine or dentistry and what did I want to do in that regard. Uh, for me, uh, I was fortunate, had a bunch of family friends who were in both professions, so I was able to get some exposure and uh, <clears throat> also uh, shadowing time, things like that with them. And what really struck me is kind of my interest in uh, where I wanted to go was uh, dentistry because of the autonomy it also afforded me to be able to take care of patients, but also have some control and autonomy over the life that I wanted to create for myself from a business perspective as well too. My dad uh, you know, had a big influence on helping guide me to where I wanted to be. He was an engineer and uh, he'd been through lots of the ups and downs <laughs> in the Alberta economy as well too. He's unfortunately worked for the, uh, the federal government here for Environment Canada for a long time, but he always told me, you know, if you can find something that you can get into where, you know, you're not going to be stuck to the economy to the same degree, you know, that, uh, you know, he had seen, uh, him and many of his colleagues, you know, he's like that way you're not, you know, tied to all, a lot of the market factors. So healthcare was, you know, it's not that it's not affected, but to a lesser degree, of course, right? right? Yeah. So, you know, everybody needs us in one way or another. So exactly. at some point. So yeah, so that's when I embarked on my um, path of, of getting educated in that regard. So I did uh, two years at uh, University of Calgary here in biological sciences and got into the University of Alberta uh, in the dental school up there. So completed my dental degree and also got a Bachelor of Medical Sciences up there. And then through my dental program, uh, that really kind of helped me explore, you know, what aspects of dentistry, what am I doing that I really enjoyed as well too. And uh, I found that I had a really keen interest in, in surgical procedures, sedation dentistry, uh, and uh, implant dentistry. And I, I saw that, you know, I graduated in 2007 from there and I, I saw that it's uh, it was really a, a big part of the future of where dentistry was moving. 
and there's there was a huge need for it because um, it was a, a procedure that at the time not a lot of generalists were doing um, you know uh, and generalists were getting educated to do so but sometimes patients had a long long wait to get into specialists to see them for those types of procedures and just get the access to the care that they wanted so I went on and pursued uh, some postgraduate education in something called a general practice residency out in New York at the, the Montefiore Medical Center Albert Einstein College of Medicine. So I got to live in the, the good old Bronx <laughs> for a year and experience the Big Apple. Yeah. And uh, it was a pretty cool experience um, all around, you know, both from a, a clinical learning perspective all the way to just a life experience. I mean, uh, there is no place like New York, that's for sure. <laughs> so to be able to enjoy, uh, you know, that uh, time in my life and be able to, uh, you know, learn out there and live out there, it was a, a great time for sure. So I learned a lot. Came back to, to Calgary, um, you know, through dental school too. One of my mentors, uh, he always, you know, told me if you had an interest in this type of thing, I thought about, you know, do I want to specialize further, go into oral surgery, what do I want to do? But he said, you know, if you you can do a lot as a generalist too, that's the beauty of, of general practice is you can kind of in a way almost sub-specialize, find a niche that you're interested in and, and be able to serve a large patient base doing so. So he said, you know, Calgary's not saturated, see what you want to do, you can always come back and try that too. And Family is, you know, a big important part uh, of my life, and my family was all back here in Calgary as well too. So I came back 2008 and started practicing at that time, and um, then in uh, 2012 is when I uh, bought our first practice. So my brother is also a dentist and followed a similar path as me too, also a U of A grad as well too. And then I'd met my wife as well, too, who's also a dentist as well. So uh, <laughs> wow. she's, a, she's a U of S grad. We like to joke around uh, as to whose uh, school and whose province is better. But I, I secretly say Alberta always is the way to go. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no bias. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the three of us uh, embarked on that uh, first kind of ownership journey together in 2012. Um, took over a practice from an existing a dentist and started working together and running and managing the business together. And, um, and yeah, that, that started kind of our, our careers uh, officially as entrepreneurs, I should say. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, a lot to learn. We came from some experience because we'd all been working at different practices and kind of brought our collective experience together in our first business venture. Um, and then, yeah, 2013, you know, uh, unfortunately we got flooded. <laughs> so that was a, a big learning opportunity that I can tell you a little bit more about, you know, as, as we go on through the podcast here. But it was... Uh, that's a you know it was a big big challenge and a big thing that we had to you know take a, a lot from and learn about too, and then continued grew from there. Have a second practice now. So our first practice was Midtown Dental. Second practice is, is called Ninth Avenue Dental, um, which we bought in uh, 2018, and it's just right in the core. And so you know again, lots of great things from that practice and lots of challenges too because you know it was a core practice, a lot of clientele that's based on uh, you know the economic factors of the oil and gas sector again so you know always finding ways to continue to, to grow and and uh, create value for our patients and so on so yeah and then um, with the the interest side of what you know saying I learned through my programs and stuff sedation dentistry became a big part of what we did and and you know in my early years of my career I found that that was a big area where patients um, had limited access to care not a lot of places would offer sedation dentistry or IV sedation dentistry, which is what I practice in, and to be able to give them, um, you know, an option to be able to make uh, their uh, care uh, and a lot easier, less painful, more comfortable. So, you know, had colleagues who would be referring patients to me and say, hey, could you see this patient for me, that patient for me? So 
then me and my brother decided to uh, formalize the, our referral part of our practice and called it Midtown Sedation. So mm. we within Midtown Dental, we also have a referral practice called Midtown Sedation. And, oh, cool. Yeah, and so through there, we, we actually take referrals from other dentists all throughout the city uh, for ser- sedation procedures, surgical procedures, just to be able to kind of work as a partner in the care of, of patients uh, from you know, all over town. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm from and where I'm going and uh, where I've got to, I guess I should say. Um, you know, my, and also, you know, a big part of my origin story where I am today is my family and my kids. So, you know, two lovely little kids and two girls and, uh, you know, young little ones right now. So that's a big part of my life, three years old and one year old. And, uh, you know, just looking to always make sure you enjoy those experiences and, and yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, for sure. Family is actually we're we're in Amrish's home office right now, and there's uh, some crying in the other rooms. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talking about little ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's, that's 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 really awesome. Um, I guess one thing when you're starting your career, or I guess where you are today, what was one? What I guess what one thing you wish you knew before you began your career, or when you be- began your career? Yeah, um, I think. You know, going through a health sciences program like dentistry, we we learn a ton when it comes to how to take care of our patients, Mm -hmm. but we don't learn a lot about, you know, how to be effective leaders and how to run a business. And I think, you know, going back to my initial stage of of when I graduated, I think if if I were to kind of be looking at what would I have known when I first started my career, it would be really focusing on you know leadership, uh, honing on in those leadership skills, leadership development, and like business business principles, business education, right from day one. Um, a lot of us within our profession, we kind of don't get into that really until we're ready to say, oh, now I want to own my own practice, or now I want to start my own practice. That's when we start to really try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, being able to like have you know worked on those skills prior to all the other stuff that comes along with once you start owning your business, Absolutely. I you know uh, I think you know, and I would have had the time more so back then. <laughs> so that's what I would have said. Hey, I wish I would have done a little bit more of that right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, yeah, speaking of leadership skills, is there like anything in particular that um, that you've kind of used regularly um, throughout your day or throughout your, um, I guess, business? In terms of just uh, you know things that I can look at to be a more effective leader. Yeah, yeah, think. exactly. You know, I throughout all my time and you know being a dentist and and a business owner, I'm always constantly doing things and I have a passion to learn and grow more. Yeah. So I'm always reading and listening to things <laughs> and so on. And so leadership development, um, you know, how to really create a team and a culture and everything mm-hmm. of, that we really want. Um, it's something that's always been kind of top of mind for me and something I'm interested in. Um, In terms of, I'd say more, something that I've learned more recently that I think has been a big foundation to leadership for me has been um, uh, emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, it's a big buzzword that we hear (laughs) in in the business world today, but that really struck, you know, turned the light bulb on in my head to say, well, this to me really is the foundation of leadership because of what it teaches in terms of you know self-awareness self-management social awareness social management like how we have to be aware of ourselves as a leader first and how we can then be aware of our team you know in those uh, aspects and then 
be able to put on different hats. So situational leadership is another big thing too. Is uh, you know I think the traditional method of leadership is always uh, about um, you know we find one way that we think works well, and we kind of go with it. But you know being able to put on different hats for every different situation with different team members and know when to provide the type of leadership or guidance or coaching that that particular individual needs through a situation is I, I think uh, something I'm really focusing on really trying to work on now because I think that's what I feel is a, a huge key to being an effective leader so oh, absolutely yeah. absolutely not totally agree um, that's really that's really awesome um, kind of Stepping back again, um, you already mentioned kind of the 2013 flood, but uh, what was one of the, what was some big failure or challenge that you kind of learned from throughout your journey? Yeah, I mean the flood would have been the big thing. So <laughs> yeah. we, I mean, we bought our, our clinic and a, you know take on a, a lot of risk and liability, and then all of a sudden a year later we unfortunately lost our whole clinic too. Wow. So it was uh, that was a big um, surprise, and you know it, it really forced us to learn quick. I mean, I was really fortunate that you know I was doing it with my brother and my wife, so I wasn't alone. Yeah. But to be able, but we had to learn a lot of things very very quickly, because we you know you're going from literally having an operating business one day, and uh, you know and uh, of course as us taking care of our patients I mean there's there's needs that they require to be met and some that can't wait mm -hmm. so you know patients who are in pain or have um, concerns that need to be addressed right away so we had to learn a lot about you know what do we do to keep the business going how do we deal with insurance how do we deal with HR issues and you know the the whole legal aspect around HR when it came to the flood because it's like we kind of had a place of work to employ people and the next day we didn't have a place of work to employ people anymore right, right. so we, you know we we uh, had to do a lot there and essentially to learn those things very quickly uh, made some right decisions and some decisions that you know looking back we would have done completely differently but you know we did the best we could and we you know we tried to do the best we could to take care of our people and our patients and you know we had we're fortunate we had colleagues who kind of gave us some space within their clinics we transported our uh, server essentially oh. to <laughs> to other clinics that held like our, our patient data and uh, we were able to luckily retain all our patient records so those didn't get destroyed mm. um, uh, and we were able to get them kind of out of the clinic prior to everything kind of getting flooded in that sense. So, yeah, so I, I think, you know, just there, like it was just a lot that we went from essentially um, acquiring a business to almost having a semi startup <laughs> at the same time, because, you know, we, it took us from June, 2013, almost till March, 2014, before we were actually back in our space again. Oh, wow. So we had to set up a temporary location, um, figure out how to make sure that we had the team to be able to take care of these patients you know again being that many of our patients were from the area too they were largely quite understanding right. because uh, unfortunately a lot of them had been affected by it as well too mm. but yeah i think you know from it all like i mean hard work and just not giving up was the big thing because there's a lot of days where you're just ready to throw in the towel and you don't know what's going to happen and you have no idea what to do and you're also like well what did i get myself into <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right because you know if, if we were just working for somebody you would just go find another job yeah, right exactly. so 
But, um, you know, there's a lot of benefits, I think, to it, too, because seeing how we came out of it and, um, you know, the silver lining to it all in the end with what we learned and, you know, we're forced to learn, but we had to go through a lot of things that maybe some dentists wouldn't even have touched on in their entire career. Right. right. So, yeah. 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 So that really started us also on the process of, of my real journey on in terms of educating myself on how to run a business. Mm. So that was uh, the start of it there because once we um, renovate, we rebuilt, sorry, our, our existing clinic, we had our initial investment from when we acquired the existing clinic and then the additional dollars we had to spend to rebuild it. So we were in a position where we're like, we really got to hit the ground running mm. and we need to ensure that this business is viable, successful and profitable um, because we have a lot on the line now. Right. And so, um, you know, I myself and my brother had joined something called Tech Canada at that time. It was a business uh, coaching uh, development group here in Calgary and we're still a part of it till today, mm. which was instrumental in, in really helping me look at business. Uh, and any business uh, from, you know, the basic principles of like what any business shares, right? Right. And I think we get we get stuck in our own kind of industry and our own profession thinking, well, you know, how can somebody else tell me how to run my business when they don't know what I'm dealing with, or my clients' problems are and that kind of thing. But it opened my eyes up to really be like, you know, every business has got the same same fundamentals so right. how to ensure and understand and create the systems and the processes around making sure that those fundamentals are taken care of so you can have a successful viable business going forward so mm-hmm. yeah awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that resiliency like that's a year into having a flood that's that's yeah that'll be tough but yeah like like you said just have to kind of keep moving keep i guess trucking along uh, don't throw the towel in just keep keep working your way through it so um, yeah that's really interesting that uh, <laughs> you went yeah. That. yeah yeah I know like you know looking back it was a very stressful time learned a lot so you know um, it, I feel like I always have to find what did I learn and take from any issue or challenge or anything that comes in life not that I want to go through it again yeah <laughs> keep <laughs> yeah. that in the past <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no kidding um, all right cool uh, so what I guess you kind of already touched on this as well, but what kind of advice would you give someone wanting to pursue uh, a, career, a career similar to yours, like dentistry or opening up their own practice? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, after 13 years now in practice, uh, you know, gone through lots of ups and lots of challenges and downs and things like that. And I, I think one of the things that really came to light for me over the past year was I think it's so important for you to know what is your your own personal why and your own personal purpose behind what you're going to do um, and what's going to get you up in the morning because when you go through these ups and downs it's great when you're going through the ups but sometimes when you're going through those downs or those challenging times if you know what is that light at the end of the tunnel for you and what is it that's really your beacon that you're going towards I feel like that's what's going to keep you always moving forward and then make sure that you don't give up, right? And so, you know, when I kind of embarked on my own uh, personal exploration around that and trying to see, well, what, you know, what is it for me? You know, I think a lot of times too, people want to have this larger purpose and then try to also find a 
career or something that fits that. Mm. And what I what I've kind of learned is that you know we're all blessed with some skill set, right? Like, hey, I'm a I'm a dentist. You're you're <laughs> the marketing guru, right? <laughs> so you know what a we all have a skill set, and you know it's not always about finding that career that's going to give you your your purpose or why, but finding out what is your your personal driver, and then t- taking your skill set and just aligning the two because. You know, again, what can you do with the skills that you have and, and the experiences that you have and align that alongside with your actual own personal vision? So, mm. you know, for me, what, you know, I've kind of come up with my little statement, uh, you can see in my office here, is uh, <laughs> inspire, influence, educate. And that's, yeah. you know, something that I came up, you know, over the past year that I'm like, you know, everything that I do going forward, I want it to be something that involves uh, you know, inspire to influence or educate. And that's uh, a big part of what I'm doing, whether it's with my patients, whether it's with my team or anything that I'm looking to do to impact uh, the larger community around me as well, too. Mm. Well, I feel like so. uh, you're doing all three with this podcast or audience. So <laughs> that's always a good, <laughs> good thing. Uh, awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, so, um, again, what, what type of unique skills has helped you? Uh, you personally become successful. I know you said resilience and um, having that beacon of light that you strive towards, but what's kind of a unique skill you'd say that led you to? Yeah, I, I think um, persistence, drive, determination. Like that's been the, the big thing for me. I you know, was, was brought up my, you know, with my dad always telling me, hey, you know, anything you put your mind to, you can get there, you can do it like you know and you know if you just keep focused and you you keep on working to it you will achieve your goal you will achieve your dream and to like just truly never give up and so i think that's something that is uh you know a big uh i'd say um skill of mine is that if i set a goal i will keep working towards and i'll keep working towards and i'll keep working towards it and uh you know even in during the tough times and you know i think you know as life goes on i've learned you know sometimes you have to adapt or uh you know allow that goal to mold itself as it goes to and be you know flexible with it but you know keep working towards what you're gonna get and uh, i think that persistence and that drive is what's kept me going always through whatever has come up (laughs) yeah for sure that's that's, yeah that's always important to have especially when you're running your own business because obviously lots of like like i always like to say there's always macro and micro failures along the way so you just have to kind of get through those yeah Um, yeah uh, yeah, so what type of words kind of the best resources that, that have helped you along the way? Um, I know you mentioned tech, but uh, has there been any other kind of mentors or resources? Yeah, or absolutely. You know, when I look back uh, throughout my life, I think the largest resource for me has always been people. And uh, I do feel that people come into our lives for a reason. And uh, if I look back through anything, even if it was like in my childhood uh, years you know I used to be so passionate about soccer and that was like my sport and you know I had a coach that I still remember to to this day who you know the amount of time he put in and and what he did for me so you know he was there in my life at that time when I was in dental school you know I had mentors and and people who really helped me drive uh, forward with things that I wanted to do I um, through dental school, uh, I had also actually started up a, um, a free charity clinic in Edmonton called the Shine Dental Clinic. So I was uh, the founder of the dental portion of it. It was an interdisciplinary clinic there. And as a student in my second year, you know, I was the, the founding dental student and say, well, how am I going to start this clinic? And 
where am I going to find money and how are we going to make this happen? And I had a mentor through dental school who just said, you know what, you just keep working towards this vision and I will help you figure out everything else, right? Mm. And then, you know, in my residency, same thing, a mentor there. And, you know, when I get out of school, I've, you know, worked with some amazing uh, practitioners as well too and amazing coaches and stuff to, to this day that have all, they all are, are there to uh, really guide me and I think, you know, keep me going on in, in the direction that I, that I want to go in, so oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we're in your home office. I see lots of lots of books and good uh, literature. But uh, what have you read or listened to recently that's inspired you? Yeah, so the um, you know I'm a, I do have a passion for constant learning, and as you can see, there's lots of books. Some that you probably don't want to see because they're pictures of teeth. <laughs> right? well, maybe, maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, the, the, the books that I've been really reading in this past little while that I'd say really inspired me. So one goes back to uh, the emotion, emotional intelligence piece that I was talking about before. So it's a book called Primal Leadership by Daniel Goleman. Um, and it's, uh, it's been, again, that was an eye-opener for me to really tie in the aspects of emotional intelligence and how that really resonated with me to be able to say, I think this is uh, a good foundation for me to always go back to to continue to strive to be the best leader that I can be. Um, from a business perspective, I think one of the books that I've been, uh, that this one listening to is uh, um, called Clockwork by Michael McElowitt. He's uh, the same author who wrote Profit First, so he's a, an excellent speaker on just, you know, again, how to, you know, as, as business owners and entrepreneurs, we have a passion for what we do. And um, I think at some point we all kind of get stuck in this dilemma of like, how do we get from go being in the business to being on the business and really drive the business growth to the direction that we want to go in. So that book is, has been a, a really cool foundation for me there. And then on a personal level, I don't, wanna, I don't know if I should say this word on, on your podcast, but a book called Let, Let That Shit Go <laughs> by Nina Burel. And uh, that was a huge uh, personal kind of inspiration book for me. So just about, you know, just mindfulness and, you know, what we get caught up in in, in our life and what, you know, really kind of is our purpose and what, you know, how do we live to be the best me that I can be, right? right. So. Yeah, so those are three that kind of come top of mind to me right now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. I yeah. definitely have to check those out. Um, I guess stepping back into uh, your career and your industry, uh, dentistry, um, what is one common myth about your uh, profession or industry that you want to kind of debunk or <laughs> put to bed? I think the, the big one there for me is that a lot of people think of going to the dentist as an unpleasant and painful experience. Mm. And I don't, it doesn't have to be that way. And so for me, it is really about, you know, progressive, integrative, preventative healthcare. And that's my, my, you know, mantra in terms of what I follow with everything that I deal with my patients every day. And, you know, we're fortunate with the technology and the privileges that we're afforded as healthcare practitioners today that I'm able to provide a service such as sedation dentistry um, on my patients. So I can take those patients that otherwise would neglect um, their oral health otherwise and give them an option to be able to say like let's just open the door to allow you to be able to get the necessary care that you need from a just overall patient care perspective we're we're in a, a very unique position as dentists because a lot of time you see your dentist more often than you see your family doc right and yeah. so you know you're seeing your dentist hopefully a couple times a year <laughs> and um, so being involved in being able to when I say integrative preventative health care it's about we have the opportunity to be able to assess and um, screen patients for a lot of things 
that you know they might not have been able been aware of otherwise so one of the big aspects that i've gotten into um, over the past year also in terms of uh, clinical treatment is uh, screening and treatment for obstructive sleep apnea so mm. that's a huge huge uh, area for us we see a lot of signs in patients mouths that they could be having difficulty sleeping and the health uh, considerations that you know untreated obstructive sleep apnea has on patients is huge in terms of their longevity of their life and uh, issues with you know heart uh, disease later stroke so on and so on so to be involved in again that aspect where I can just say hey you know what we're able to screen you for it we're able to help you and treat it but even if you don't want treatment from us hey at least I've helped you and and hopefully made a bigger impact on your your overall life so so there's there's more to us as a dentist <laughs> than just uh, fixing a toothache <laughs> right right so, yes, yeah. a holistic approach yeah almost, yeah right? exactly that's awesome <laughs> um, okay so what are you curious about right now? It could be professionally, it could be personally, but what has kind of your attention right now? My attention, uh, a big thing has gotten uh, um, to my attention today is, you know, what can I do to give back to the larger community? And and I, I'm really, I've always had this kind of inner desire of being involved in something to give back to, whether that's just the larger community as a whole, the dental community, um, that kind of thing and I think you know that's why I've, I've always had things where I was involved in setting up the Shine Clinic I was uh, on the board for the Albert Dental, Dental Society of Anesthesiology for the past 10 years to be able to you know help guide and, and provide access to care for patients uh, when it comes to sedation dentistry things like that um, and then when I talk about the education piece you know we've, we've set up our educational side of what we do in, with our business as well called Dent Talks which is about bringing like-minded uh, dentists in the community together to say hey how can we work together and share our experiences to be able to help you know drive clinical care for our patients and also growth in our business so just looking at you know all of that alone I mean uh, all of that together sorry just about you know for me it's about how can I make a dent really on the world around me mm. And that's what I want to be able to show to my kids and, and things and for them to be able to see like, you know, again, there's a, there's more to the, just the day to day grind. Mm -hmm. And uh, what can I do to make a bigger impact? For sure. Yeah. So, Be that yeah. positive influence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. That's inspiring. Um, yeah. yeah. So I guess you've been operating since uh, 2012, you said. Um, how has Calgary changed uh, when you first started to now? It's uh, I mean changed a lot. <laughs> so I, I started at a time when uh, oil was a hundred and forty dollars, and you know here we are today, right? Yep, so yep. seen seen a lot again in terms of how the um, economic factors and the political factors I think have changed in Calgary just throughout my career. It became more real to me, as, especially when I started working. Right? Um, what that changed for me, I guess, within my industry was that it, it created a, a much higher importance on you know pricing for value mm -hmm. and making sure that we're providing true value for our patients because you know though I said you know before you know we're in a healthcare industry people are always going to need us there's still aspects to our care that are discretionary as well too and people are going to choose whether they want to spend money on it or not right. and you know how can I make sure that I'm creating value with everything that I do so that patients feel that this is important and even if they can't afford it now what am I doing to just be able to inform them and help them understand and see that you know 
again, that there is a, you know, this is your overall picture and we're here to help you with that. So, mm. yeah. So I think that's, that's the biggest change I think I've seen is just how the economic factors and the political factors that have affected business as a whole here in the city. Right. Yeah. Um, just a few more questions. Uh, um, this one's a little bit more uh, tricky maybe, but what's one question that you never get asked that you wish you would be asked? Yeah, that is, that's a tricky one. <laughs> I think, you know, again, they're like, I think a lot of times when we're asked questions, even in an interview like today, and I'm glad you're asking a question like this because we focus a lot on what we have done, mm. but sometimes it's like, well, what am I doing to go forward with what I have learned up to today? Right. And that just kind of ties me back again to your other question about, you know, what am I curious about now? And it's like, I'm really looking at, you know, what can I take, you know, from when I said even about what I would tell uh, somebody who was looking to start a career today about like, what can I take about like aligning now my personal purpose with, the skills that I've developed over all these years when it comes to me as a dentist and me as a business owner and driving for, forward, you know, something to make a bigger impact and a bigger change. And, and I, I really see like, you know, where I see that and what, what could be a big impact area, I think is again, and, and continually driving access to preventative, comprehensive, integrative healthcare. Mm. And, you know, as a dentist, we play one role in that. But, you know, I think it's up to us to find innovative ways to ensure that all our patients get uh, access to the top quality of diagnosis and, and, and planning so that they're able to have the choice and have the education to understand that, okay, this is my bigger long-term picture and what can I do and have us as a provider be able to support them to get there. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I totally answered yeah. your question there. No, that was but, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, again, really have really excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, where can our listeners connect with you online? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, to connect with me personally, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. So you can look me up on LinkedIn there. Um, I know you'll have the spelling of my name and everything on your <laughs> link. Um, also, my um, uh, email address too. I'm happy to leave that here on the podcast as well. So it's uh, A-K-H-A-N-N-A at MidtownDentalCalgary.com. And then, of course, at both of uh, my clinics. So Midtown and 9th Avenue Dental. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Again, really appreciate you, Amrish. Um, one thing we like to do on the podcast is end with a question to the audience or maybe a quote or a story for them to kind of leave them with a lasting impression of you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, again, just kind of going back to, I guess, what were my uniques and what I was saying, you know, in terms of what I take kind of from my life. And it's cool being able to kind of even think about, you know, how to answer some of these because it, it makes you reflect a little bit upon everything that you've done. Um, my resounding theme again i think it was like just to never give up and uh you know determination and just keep moving forward with uh, achieving your goals and your dreams and finding where you want to get through you know whatever it is that you do so i, I know you're a sports buff I'm, I'm a movie buff so i tried to find a, a quote here that was kind of in the middle common ground yeah exactly so uh, i i got a, i got a quote from our, our famous rocky balboa oh nice okay. i can respect that yeah <laughs> It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward mm. and how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I can appreciate that's that. A, that's one of my favorite from, uh, from his more, more recent movie of his. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, uh, life is going to throw a lot of punches uh, yeah. as for this uh, quote here. But, 
you know, it's it's up to us, I think, to take that and either, you know, change course and step down or, or just find a way to keep going to where you want to be. So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Imrish. Um, I'm sure our audience is going to get lots of value from this episode. So Thank you so much, so much and really appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. And, uh, thank you very much for having me.